Hey y'all, welcome to the Appalachian Overlook, a metaphorical ride up these winding mountain roads where we'll explore topics and questions about what it means to live a good life in Appalachia. My name is Sarah Saavedra and I'll be your host in these conversations, airing here on 90.7 WEHC, the voice of Southwest Virginia, and also available as a podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Today we'll be talking about letting go. What the heck does that mean? How do we do it? Does it just mean laying down and forgetting, forgiving? Let's take a look on today's episode of the Appalachian Overlook. All right, y'all. Thanks so much for joining me again today. We will be talking about letting go and becoming free. What is freedom have to do with letting go, right? Because we often think whatever we're holding is the thing that's captive, right? But in reality, whatever we're holding on to, resentment, anger, those are the things that are actually holding on to us. So let's dive in and talk about freedom in context of letting go. You know, I'm convinced that letting go is one of the toughest self-care practices to master. You may not consider the act of letting go to be a way to take care of yourself, but it is crucial to being free, right? I've heard it said that when you hold on to resentment, you become the slave. But what does letting go even mean? How do we protect ourselves and set boundaries if we let it go, right? Whatever it is. I love this explanation of letting go by Jack Cornfield. To let go does not mean to get rid of. To let go means to let be. When we let be with compassion, things come and go on their own. So this is how we begin to change things in our lives, right? Wishing things were different won't make it so. Holding on to pain and replaying it over and over again won't fix anything. And it will only cause ourselves harm. So deciding to hold on to our past right? That will only keep us from becoming who we actually want to be. This version of ourselves that we imagine uh, will make us happier and more fulfilled. So holding on to our past will only keep us from becoming who we want to be. Easier said than done. Am I right? So let's talk about it. How does letting go lead to freedom? Well, oddly enough, painful feelings can in a way be comforting right? When, when you're accustomed to a chaotic family life, a chaotic marriage, whatever it may be, that feels familiar. That chaos and conflict may feel so much like part of your identity that you may not be able to find your own sense of self. We may feel like we don't know who we are without our pain, our grudges, and our resentment. Ultimately, it is the person holding the pain from the past who suffers the most. The person we perceive that may have caused our pain, right, who we believe is the the one at fault or whatever the case may be, they are not ultimately the one who is receiving pain from this anger and resentment, right? It's us. We cannot give control over how we feel to other people's behaviors. We just can't, y'all. If we give control over how we feel to the way other people are behaving, 
we are set up to be miserable for the rest of our life, right? So it's like they say in AA, right, in Alcoholics Anonymous, there's a saying that holding a resentment is like drinking poison and waiting for the other person to die, <laughs> right? It's not logical. It doesn't make sense. But we still do it. We still crave that, like, feeling of righteous indignation, okay? So if we want to live a deliberate, authentic, and genuinely happy life, we have to take a look at the negative emotions that we have and see how they hold us back and maybe see how we could do a better job of managing ourselves. Letting go is not giving up, right? It's a conscious and purposeful choice to let go of what no longer serves us. So whether that is a painful situation, unexpected change in our life, hello, pandemic, I'm looking at you, it's a choice to lay the burden of anger or frustration down to focus our energy on what we can control, which is, you guessed it, ourselves. So here's a great quote from Sogyal Rinkopi. Although we've been made to believe that if we let go, we will end up with nothing, life reveals just the opposite. Letting go is the real path to freedom. So I think we all know that holding on to resentments in the past can really do nothing uh, to get us further along in our journey, right? They only serve to keep us stuck in pain and that's that we want to move on from pain. So how do we let go? I think a lot about letting go in the fall, you know, when the trees are releasing their leaves, they're letting go to make room for new growth in the spring. Um, it's obvious what the payoff there is, right? The payoff is, uh, you know, letting go of dead leaves and things that are no longer giving the tree nutrients and getting new leaves in the spring that will continue to nourish the tree and help it grow. Well, but what is the value for us to let go? Perhaps a better question here is, what is the payoff I get from dwelling on situations or relationships that harm me? or even by dwelling on our own failures, real or perceived, right? The stories that we tell ourselves filter our reality. They can either propel us forward or keep us stuck. So for me, letting go starts by examining the story I'm telling myself. Henry David Thoreau said, it's not what you look at that matters, it's what you see. So letting go involves a lot of courage to come face to face with painful emotions, right? Those are the emotions we're most often trying to ignore. They're the emotions we're trying to stuff down. They're the emotions we're trying to escape from and, and run away from. It means challenging our beliefs and facing our fears and then changing our life. It's a lot. So the first thing to let go of is self-criticism, right? Embrace compassion for yourself as you let go. Don't find fault. Come at yourself with some curiosity and some compassion and some non-judgment. So the first step here is to sit with those negative or uncomfortable emotions. I know this sounds awful and unpleasant, but here's a tip for you. When negative feelings or uncomfortable emotions come up, get curious about them. Our emotions tell us something right? They're trying to tell us something, inform us about a situation. It's something that we should really get curious about when we feel activated, right? Our nervous system is all crazy. Our heart starts beating faster or sweaty or shaky or nervous. Whatever it is, 
examining those feelings and why they're there, what the root of them is, will help you tell yourself a different story. Make it your goal to listen to yourself. Our judgment of good or bad, right, quote unquote good or quote unquote bad, is what holds us back from working through these emotions. So instead, don't judge your feelings as good or bad. Approach yourself with compassion and curiosity, just like you would anyone else. Practice identifying and allowing yourself to feel the underlying emotions behind anger. You know, maybe it's really hurt or maybe it's fear. Strive to be present with and accept those more vulnerable feelings, right? Let's look at, you know, a hypothetical situation, right? So for example, maybe your partner upset you when they didn't ask your opinion on a decision that was important to you. How about trying to sit with your anger for a moment, right? Instead of just reacting. And you may realize that your feelings uh, were hurt because it reminds you that you felt invisible and unimportant as a child. Okay, so from here, when you identify that feeling that maybe it's not anger, maybe your feelings were hurt, maybe you can trace it back to how you used to feel as a child, you know, examining those emotions and where they're coming from. From here, you can reassure yourself that you are in fact important and then you can make better decisions about how to handle your situation to improve it. You may realize that the story you're telling yourself about your partner's intentions are actually rooted in your own fear of abandonment, right? And maybe they have nothing to do with your partner's intentions. And once you identify that, then you can address it, right? Maybe you just need to spend some time with yourself. Maybe it's that fear of abandonment. You can reassure yourself and know that, hey, no, that's not actually what's happening here. This is an old fear do some self-care, okay? Or perhaps you decide it's an important boundary that you want to set to let your partner know what's important to you. Either way, it's bound to be a better outcome than reacting angrily or holding a grudge. We often forget that the perspective that we have, right? All of our life experiences that make up who we are, how we think, how we react, all of those things are informed by our life, which is singular, right? Nobody else has the same uh, experience as us. They, we may have similar experiences we can learn from each other, but our entire totality of the sum of all of it is what makes up our perspective. And it is unlike any other person's perspective, right? So in a situation like this, perhaps the perspective that you have, the story that runs in the back of your mind all the time, is not the same story that someone else has. So really examining your own feelings, your own reactions with compassion for yourself and for the other person. Maybe they were having a bad day or maybe they needed to make a decision very quickly and they couldn't consult you. Whatever it is, there is a deeper story there than what your immediate uh, activated reaction may be. So getting curious, sitting with those emotions, even when they're uncomfortable, is just so important. Now it's time, I think, to grab a song from the playlist. Uh, this one is one that I love. Every time it comes on, I'm bopping to it, and so are the kids. We just all love it. The Avett Brothers are loved by many. They are a group out of North Carolina, of course, that now is internationally recognized and known. They're the top headliners of every festival, but way back when, we knew them around here, and we still love them. They're producing some great music. So this song is definitely... 
um, related to our topic of letting go and getting freedom because you are the only one in control of yourself. So it's perfect song for this episode. Let's take a listen to the Avett Brothers. This is Ain't No Man. There ain't no man can't save me. There ain't no man can enslave me. Ain't no man a man that can change the shape my soul is in. There ain't nobody here who can cause me pain, erase my fear, cause I got only love to share. If you're looking for truth, I'm proof you'll find it there. Got to serve something, ain't that right? I know it gets dark, but there's always a light. You don't have to buy in to get into the club. Trade your worries. You gotta show up if you wanna be seen. If it matters to you, Ma, it matters to me. I'm gonna fall hard, yeah, I know I am. When the clouds crack up, I laugh with them. There ain't no man can't save me. There ain't no man can enslave me. Nobody here who can cause me pain or raise my fear Cause I got only love to share If you're looking for truth, I'm proof you'll find it there You say you look funny, I say you're a star I say you're whatever you think you are Watching they say is fall right in line If we believe it, they'll say she is so pretty he is so fine. There ain't no man can't save me. There ain't no man can enslave me. There ain't no man a man that can change the shape my soul is in. There ain't nobody here who can cause me pain or raise my fear. Cause I got only love to share. If you're looking for truth, I'm proof you'll find it there. Got to go somewhere, ain't that true? Not a whole lot of time for me or you. Got a whole lot of reasons to be mad. Let's not pick one. I live in a room at the top of the stairs. Got my windows wide open and nobody cares. And I got no choice but to get right up when the sun comes through. Ain't no man can save me. There ain't no man can enslave me. There ain't no man, no man that can change the shape my soul. There ain't nobody here who can cause me pain or raise my fear Cause I got only love to share If you're looking for truth, I'm proof you'll find it there If you're looking for truth, I'm proof you'll find it there If you're looking for truth, I'm proof you'll find it Right, folks, that was the Avett Brothers with their song, There Ain't No Man. And you're listening to the Appalachian Overlook on 90.7 WEHC, 
the voice of Southwest Virginia. And also maybe you're listening as a podcast, uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. So whichever method you are listening with, thank you so much for joining me. We're talking about letting go and gaining freedom, right? How to have control over those negative emotions or unpleasant emotions that we may get when we feel activated, triggered, whatever the word you want to use is, um, you know, angry, just really with situations or experiences or someone else and what we perceive that they're doing to us, right? So we talked about really examining that story you're telling yourself, examining your uncomfortable feelings and identifying what it is about them that you can do something about. And if you can't, you know, letting it go. So the next step here is to forgive yourself and others. Forgiveness. What a misunderstood word, right? A lot of us consider forgiveness as a get out of jail card for the person who wronged us in one way or another, okay? But it's not. We don't have to forget what happened to us. We don't have to remain in a friendship or a relationship to forgive. But we do have to make the choice to let go of the pain, right, in a way that brings us closer to healing for our own well-being and happiness. Catherine Ponder is an author and American minister, and she says this, when you hold resentment toward another, you are bound to that person or condition by an emotional link that is stronger than steel. Forgiveness is the only way to dissolve that link and get free stronger than steel. And I have found that to be very true. You know, and going through divorce, uh, the last thing I wanted was for all of those negative emotions associated with my ex and, you know, the whole situation of being divorced. Um, the last thing I wanted is to have a bond stronger than steel there, right? But those negative emotions we're making that happen. And so finding a way to get through some of that tough stuff so that you can move on, letting go to move on is just so freeing. You know, holding on to anger and refusing to let go will just prolong suffering and negativity and negatively affect your future, right? So taking control of our lives means making peace with pain, change, and uncertainty. Letting go of what we can't control and what is it that we can't control? Everything. <laughs> I mean, honestly, right? Like nothing outside of ourselves is controllable. And the sooner we really make peace with that, the sooner we can start getting the courage to change the things that we do control. Sometimes the forgiveness we need to give is to ourselves, right? I can't tell you how many times I've had this inner dialogue with myself and maybe it's similar to an inner dialogue you've had with yourself. Oh, you screwed up again. You never get it right. Or Sarah, get your act together before you lose everything. Or I'm worthless. I didn't get anything done today. But listen, we all make mistakes, right? It's part of being human. Most of the time, there are mistakes we didn't even realize were mistakes at the time. I often joke that I didn't know how to parent until I had my fifth kid, <laughs> right? A little bit of a learning curve there. But behind that joke is regret, honestly, for mistakes that I made as a young mother to my older kids. So here's where forgiving yourself is so important. It's impossible to move forward with new knowledge and behavior if we're stuck punishing ourselves for our past. So look at yourself in the mirror and say, hey, it's okay. You made a mistake and I forgive you. 
Say it until you feel it. Remember to get curious about your feelings here and to really examine how you talk to yourself. Write your wrongs and keep moving forward. When you know better, do better. Admit your mistake, forgive yourself, and do the next right thing. Okay? So part of letting go, the biggest part maybe, is accept the things you cannot change. Right? So that's that serenity prayer that we hear all the time. You know, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. And you know, I tell you, for a long time when I said that over and over to myself as kind of a mantra, um, I was kind of stuck on the accept the things you cannot change. I think now I've moved to the courage to change the things you can, but that accept the things you cannot change is really tough. There's so much freedom, though, in surrendering to just what is. I'm not saying to lie down here in the face of injustice, right? But let's consider the things we cannot change without judgment so that we can make room for the things we can change. I really like stories and examples to wrap my head around, okay? So that's why we share so much here on this podcast. They help me tremendously and hopefully they'll help you understand kind of these woo-woo concepts, right? These out there sort of cerebral concepts that we're talking about. So here's my example. I've told y'all how important family is to me. It's an innate part of my personality and my top value, right? I've also shared that as I was building my own family very young, my parents both died. So having lost my parents, I was desperate to connect with extended family, to give my kids some adult, you know, grandparent-like family and cousins. And just, I don't know, it was just something that I was fixated on, really, But unfortunately, I found out without that parent, right, that connects you to their siblings and the rest of the extended family, it's really tough to forge that relationship on your own, especially if it wasn't particularly close beforehand, you know, and, and, and even more so if there's a physical distance like I have being across multiple state lines. But, you know, it used to be such a source of great pain for me, you guys, and, and, It built a lot of resentment towards my extended family for not trying harder, you know. It really left me in the position of victimhood, you know, playing the victim and blaming others. And, you know, I had absolutely no control over any of it. When I did the work of examining my feelings and exploring the story I was telling myself, right, you're an orphan, you have no connections, you don't have a foundation, you're just floating out there in the wind. I mean, I can't tell you how how much I thought that, you know, feeling anchorless and just a deep ocean, I couldn't find my way. But when I did that examination, I realized I was holding on to what I couldn't fix, right? My parents had both died. That was just a thing. I didn't have a close relationship with my extended family. That was just what was, right? My extended family did their best, And although I wished we were closer, it was no one's fault that we weren't, right? No one was at fault. There was no one to blame. It's just what is. Once I could really see that this was just what was, there was no one at fault. There was no one to hold anger or resentment for and really examine why I was feeling alone, why I was feeling anchorless, you know, that 
led me to what I could control about my feelings and my situation. I did have a family, right? Me and my beautiful children and my fiance, this new family that I had built, the family bond that I wished I had had as a kid, right, but didn't, was now something I could make a top priority with the family I did have, what actually was instead of what I wanted to have, right? instead of the one I wished I had. You know, wishing doesn't make anything come true. And it's only by really taking a look at our situations, what we can control, what we can't control, and how to move forward. That's the only way we get to move forward. Letting go of these expectations allowed me to shift my energy to establishing my ideal family culture, right? My uh, idea of what a close family bond looked like and how we interacted with each other at home instead of expecting someone else to create it for me, right? Like when I really examined that whole thing, a, a source of great pain for me not having a relationship with extended family, I realized I was really expecting someone else to create that for me, right? When I had this whole beautiful family right in front of me that I could really pour my energy and love into because it's one of my top values and really receive back what I was looking for. And so when I, you know, put my energy towards that, it made such a difference in our family life. It, my kids are have such a close bond with each other. They have such a close bond with me. You know, we really enjoy each other's company. I mean, COVID helped a ton because we were stuck with each other and we really developed a, a better bond through COVID. Thanks, COVID. It's the only thing I'm going to thank you for. But it, you know, beyond that, it was something that I put a lot of effort into. You know, I thought about, okay, well, what are our traditions? What are the things that we do as a family that set us apart as a family? And I'll probably have an episode on the podcast about this, but, you know, we started adding little things, you know, we make chicken fried rice and gyoza or dumplings on Christmas Eve. On Thanksgiving, after we get our tree, we play family charades together, you know, just instilling those kinds of traditions was my way forward to build the thing I was so resentful of not having, right? And so there is always a way to move forward. You know, did it suck that I didn't have a close relationship with my extended family and that both of my parents died? Yes, absolutely. It's one of the most painful things in my life. Was there something I could do about it? No, there was just not anything I could do about that situation. So letting go of that fact and and really examining what I wanted, what what I was angry about, what I was sad about, what I was, you know, wishing I had, and then finding a way forward with that was such a much better solution than just being resentful and angry and then just totally missing out on the opportunity in front of me. So when we talk about freedom uh, from letting go, that's what I'm talking about, right? When you let go of the things you can't control, that's what leads into that courage to change the things you can control. So if you can change your mind, you can change anything. The only thing we have control over is our emotional response to life's experiences. We cannot change people, situations, or circumstances, especially if they're in the past, right? Our job is to let go, to find peace, and find the courage to move forward with an open heart. 
everything in your life has led you to this very moment in time. So at this very moment, ask yourself, what are you ready to let go of to gain freedom? I'll leave you guys with that question. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of the Appalachian Overlook. I hope you'll join me next week on Mondays at 6.30 p.m., re-airing on Thursdays at 1.30 p.m. on 90.7 WEHC, or listen on Mondays. It comes out with a new episode on whatever podcast player you may be listening to at noon. On the next episode, we'll be joined uh, with a great friend of mine who is just brilliant with words, Carolyn Kesters. She owns Word Catching and is somewhat of a professional journaler. I bet you didn't know that those existed. So we're going to talk all about journaling on the next episode of the Appalachian Overlook.